And welcome to another episode of If They Can Do It podcast. This episode is a little bit different. Normally, I hop on and uh, I'm interviewing somebody about something fantastic that they've done in their lives to inspire you, uh, to encourage you. But this episode's a little bit different. I'm going to be spreading in uh, these little episodes here that I'm going to tell you a little bit about uh, my life and a little bit about some things that I've gone through, some lessons that I've learned uh, that hopefully uh, will just uh, encourage you. These are going to be super practical things. One thing that I'm not sure a lot of you know, unless you've known me uh, for a few years, is that um, I absolutely love to trail run. Uh, trail running is one of my favorite things to do. I love getting outdoors. Um, I did run streets for a little while and did road and and all of that, but I absolutely love uh, love trail. And uh, I didn't always when I first started out running. Uh, Josh knows he's one of my my buddies. He's an ultra runner um, that I know of, and. Um, the first time I went out running, my wife and I lived in an apartment in Denver, and this apartment was at the top of a hill, like, and the hill was pretty steep, uh, very top of a hill, and uh, I had gotten substantially overweight, and I knew that I had to do something. I knew that I didn't feel good. I felt lethargic. Um, it was even to the point where, you know, if I was driving a car, uh, the car would drift left and right because physically I was just exhausted even if my my mind uh, was completely there. And my wife got very, very worried. And so um, I decided to try out this running thing simply because it was cheap. I could go outside and uh, I could do that. And so uh, we had a work meeting. Uh, my job was at the time maybe about a half mile away. Okay. So just to give you context, half a mile is about five blocks. That's it. Okay. And uh, Jesh goes, you know what, Isaac, let's go ahead. We're going to, uh, we're going to run to work. It's downhill. You're going to be absolutely fine. <laughs> and, and I got to tell you that first run sucked. Like it was the worst thing. I got about a block and a half. My knees hurt so bad. I was so out of breath. Oh my gosh. And it ended up, and I again, this is a steep hill. It ended up taking about 30 minutes uh, to get to work, to go five blocks with me running. And I was so exhausted. I was so just dead uh, by the end of it. But uh, a couple days later, I ran, I ran again, and then I ran again, and then I ran again, and uh, I got one of those couch to 5K kind of apps, and um, before you knew it, I was getting better, and I was getting better, and I was getting better um, to the point where uh, I had finished my first 5K uh, on Father's Day of 2014, I believe I had finished uh, my first 5K. It was one of the hardest things uh, ever that I had done at the time, but my dad and I uh, did a 5K together. And then that October, I did my first 10K, and that was like six miles, right? I couldn't run a half a mile, and then I did a 10K, so that was 
amazing. And then I decided, you know what? This is the thing running does to you is as soon as you get done with one race, you have to do the next race. And so uh, right after the 10K got done, uh, I was like, you know what? I'm doing it a half marathon. And so uh, I did the rock and roll half marathon that was here in Phoenix. And after that, I was just like, I was hooked. It was just like another half marathon, another half marathon, another half marathon uh, that I did. And I got to the point where I was able uh, to finish a half marathon with with no training. If you were to tell me, hey, do you want to run the, you know, whatever half marathon on Saturday, you know, downtown, would you want to do it? And I was able to do it. Uh, And so I was I was pretty proud of myself there. Uh, But then I decided to challenge myself again. Uh, I decided to go a little bit deeper. I'd already started running trails. And uh, in Denver, there is a 50K. So just so you know, that's over a marathon. So I haven't, I've never run a marathon. I went straight to ultra marathon. And there's a 50K called uh, the Greenland. The, it's a, a race series called Greenland. Um, and there's different, different lengths that you can do. Uh, but I decided to do the 50K of that. And I had trained and I had trained and I had trained and uh, there was a blizzard that happened the day before the 50K and literally was running through two feet of snow. There was two feet of snow on the trail as I was doing that. And um, I only just recently uh, picked up trail running again and I just, I freaking, I, I, I love it. It's, it's taught me, it's taught me so much, so much. Uh, about life. And so uh, I wanted to give you guys some practical things that I've learned about my process uh, when it comes, when it comes to running and uh, when it comes to the, I don't want to, I don't want to know if, if it's success. I didn't win the races at all, but certainly I finished them. And so that that's a success to me. And so uh, I wanted to give you guys some practical things that, uh, that I learned in this process. All right. So the first thing uh, that I learned was who you let influence you matters. Who you let influence you matters. Um, I think a lot of the time uh, we let people influence us and we let people tell us stories who have no business having that sort of power. Uh, in our lives, either because they insult us, um, they uh, are very disempowering and uh, in a bad way, like just for the sake of, of putting you down, like we allow that to happen. Or in the age of social media, we let people influence us uh, by the amount of likes, whether or not somebody likes something or maybe, you know, a mean comment there. And I learned that that who you let influences you needs to be a small group of people because that's not that's not a little thing when you allow somebody to influence you and decisions that you make uh in your life. And so the second thing is after my first run, after my first run, I was I was huffing, I was puffing after about a block, right? After about a block, my knees and and they legitimately they hurt. Like there was so much weight on my knees uh, that, I mean, I was in so much pain. I could not go another step. I would stop running and I would be limping and not just because I didn't want to run anymore. Like it would, it would truly hurt. And I realized that I could have let that influence whether I would run again. And what I mean by that is 
whatever circumstance you're in, even if it's not running, even whatever it is, right? Whatever your circumstance is, particularly uh, in the age of coronavirus, whatever your circumstance is, don't waste emotions hating the circumstance. Like you control what you put your emotions and what you put uh, your mental state, your emotional state to. You have a lot of control over that. And the circumstance when I was running was I was huffing, I was puffing, it was painful, but that was just my circumstance. It was just the beginning. And a lot of us are just in the beginning. A lot of us, our circumstances, even though it's not good, it is. And there's nothing we can do about the circumstance uh, that we are in. Maybe there was better decisions we could have made that led to that circumstance, but you're here, right? Maybe you're in a lot of debt and it's a result of a whole lot of bad circumstances uh, that you had made. Well, that that's what it is. And there's no sense hating it. It's what's the next decision that I could make. And we have to decide whether or not we are willing to live with the circumstance that we're in. Now, I know that this sounds like a pull yourself up from the bootstraps, but there are a whole lot of things in our lives that are in our power. And in every circumstance, perspective matters. And the stories we tell ourselves about our circumstance absolutely matters. And there's, here's a story for you to kind of illustrate this. When I was younger, I would say smaller, but I'm five feet tall now. When I was younger, um, we're talking like kindergarten, right? I was in judo and uh, my mom and my dad let me into martial arts. And so in martial arts, when you're that kid, when you're, when you're a little kid like that, you know, you look at UFC and they kind of divide it by weight class. Well, when you're a kid, they don't divide it by weight class. They actually divide it by age. And I was very, very, very small for my age. And what would happen was I would come up to the mat and I'd get ready for the match and the referee would look at the one kid and then look at me and actually question how old I was because the other kid was so much bigger. Now, a couple things happened. Number one, my mom and my dad saw that this is something that I could do. And so they were speaking things into me that said, yeah, you can do it. Yeah, get good. Yeah, get good. So I let them speak into me. But then the other thing that I noticed is when I was a kid, I didn't even see how much bigger the kids were because I wasn't telling myself stories that, oh my gosh, this kid is so much bigger. Therefore, I'm not supposed to win. This is just the way it's supposed to go. They're supposed to pin me because they're larger. The story that I told myself is in judo and grappling, if I'm shorter, they have to bend down to come get me. So they're already halfway to the mat. And so this is actually a lot easier to win when you're my size, no matter how big or strong the person is, because the physics of the situation is on my side. Now, in your circumstance, What is the opportunity that is on your side? Now, this doesn't mean painting it in kind of fluffy optimism. It doesn't mean wrapping your situation up in things that aren't true. Like you have to be able to see things that are true and leverage them. And sometimes those steps are hard. If you are in an insurmountable, what seems like a mountain of debt, sometimes the opportunity in there is really hard. And so you're right. In one day, you can't get rid of thousands of, uh, thousands of dollars in debt. You really can't. 
And so if you tell yourself, if I can't get, if I can't get rid of this tomorrow, then I'm a failure. You're right because you can't, but you can take one step, one little thing. And so what is that one little thing? Well, maybe it isn't getting a coffee the next morning. And if that's a dollar 80 and you put that towards your debt and you make little just micro payments that proves to yourself, you know what? Okay. Okay, I can do this. Maybe I'm not as bad at finances as I thought. I just made some bad decisions. And now if I can make a dollar payment, oh, wow, I, I found another spot where I can do a $5 payment. I can maybe do a $10 payment and, and things start to roll. And what happens is you start building your confidence, right? In, um, when, in my example of running, in my story of running, right? There's a lie that as I'm running, I'm telling myself where I'm like, I couldn't possibly make it to that stop sign. Well, you know what? If I put my head down and just keep putting one foot in front of the other, that stop sign got closer. And I proved myself that I was actually lying to myself when I told myself that I couldn't do it. When I was telling inside my head that I was telling myself I couldn't possibly make it to that stop sign. So my question to you is what are you lying to yourself about? What's that little thing today that you say I couldn't possibly and then you do it and you're like, Wow, that was, I could possibly do that. Wow, I could possibly do that. And those little actions, making it to the stop sign means that tomorrow, maybe you go 10 steps past the stop sign. Maybe you go 20 steps past the stop sign. But as soon as you begin to every single day, start dismantling these lies that you've told yourself, you begin to see success. And the act of tearing down those lies day by day by day is called discipline. You have to have the discipline every single day to go and dismantle the lies, to say, I can make it to the stop sign, to go, you know what, I can put $2 towards towards a debt that I have. Even if it's $2, who cares how small it is? It's a step. It's a step in the right direction. And so the more you do that, the more you start learning how strong you actually are, that even when I was tired, I ran to the stop sign. And oh my gosh, the more that you proved to yourself that you were lying to yourself, whew, that is such a powerful thing. And then the next thing you, next thing you know, you're at your goal. Okay, so when I was training for a half marathon, the next thing I knew, I was crossing, I was crossing the finish line at a half marathon 13 miles from where I had began right? But then when I got the medal, it's kind of funny what happens when you achieve your goals. It's a really fascinating thing what happens when you achieve your goals. Because when I got the medal, even though it was a goal that I had, it wasn't, I didn't, I I didn't want to stop there, which gave me some perspective on what a goal actually is. Right When I got that medal and I crossed that finish line for the half marathon, what I thought about was actually the training runs, was actually the first pair of running shoes that I'd ever gotten, was actually when I was huffing and puffing, running downhill to a stop sign. I, I thought about those and not necessarily about this, this stupid medal that I'd gotten that, that symbolized the goal. What I'm trying to say is that the process is the only thing that matters. 
The goal will get us up in the morning. The goal will motivate us when we don't want to get up. But once we reach the goal, the process is the only thing that matters. And so in our brains, we have to learn how to fall in love with the process. We have to learn how to fall in love with that grind. And then all of a sudden running became for me that this was the only time of the day that it was just me, that it was just me. And I could think, and I could listen to music and I could do all that. And I started associating positive things to that. So if you're in debt, all of a sudden that $1 that you're putting towards a credit card bill, that might be so large, that $1 you're like, it starts to get your endorphins going. And you're like, I like that. Oh my gosh, I didn't get Starbucks today. I'm putting that $3 towards this. And you're like, man, I love this. This is actually kind of fun. I love this process. And so the process is the only thing that'll matter, but the goal is what gets you up in the morning. Once you're up, what are you going to do? And so I'm, I'm looking at this. You guys are so amazing. You guys are so encouraging in, in, inside of the thread here. If you guys have any questions at all um, about any of this portion of my life, definitely uh, put them in the thread there. I am an absolute open book. I can guarantee you that with running, this is one of the more positive parts uh, of, uh, of my life. I'm a, in later episodes. We're going to talk about times when I knew the stovetop was hot and I touched it anyway and, and it burned and there's scars and all of that. But you know what? This first episode is how that healing process is going to happen. Learning and dismantling lies, uh, that you, that you've told yourself. That is the number one thing. That is the foundational thing, um, that, that you can do. That's going to make your life better and discipline that constant uh, thing to build confidence is just going to be, you know, the best, best thing. Stoves are the best. <laughs> so Cameron, uh, that's my favorite pastime. Stoves are the best. Yes. Yes. Stoves. Are- that's, that's actually how I feel all the time. Whenever I make a mistake is I know that I've made the wrong decision. And then, you know, there it is. There it is. And speaking of cooking, we have Kate on here too. And she is one of the absolute best, like cooks, bakers, and now photographers. She's doing a photography uh, challenge with some people at work. One of the best people uh, ever. And so (laughs) we're going to go ahead. We're just going to wrap up uh, this little episode here. I absolutely love you guys. Uh, Thank you for uh, tuning into this. Thank you so much. Um, I appreciate you. This episode is going to be up on the podcast. It is called If They Can Do It. Uh, And the whole premise of this podcast is to think, hey, if they can do it, Maybe I can too. And so, you know, this episode is all about, hey, if Isaac can run to the stop sign during his, this, this whole thing of running, if he could run to the stop sign, you know what? Then maybe I could take this first step in here. Just know that that first step is not going to be perfect. That first run definitely was not perfect uh, when I did it, but it was a run and I was stronger the next day for it. And so I hope this helps you guys. I hope it blesses you guys. I absolutely uh, love you. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. It's up on Spotify right now. Uh, the first episode was up today. 
today. The audio um, is a little bit funky on it, so love me. But the next couple episodes, we got all that figured out. The message with Joseph Bills is so good. And so this will be up here in just a little bit, too. Like I said, I absolutely love you guys. Uh, DM me if you have any questions. We'll talk to you guys soon, all right?